This is the Daily Wrestling News for February 16th, 2021, and we are powered by the Eastern Observer. My name is Ryan Joy, and I'm coming to you live from Minutes to Bell Time Studios on the beautiful treasure coast of the Sunshine State. And I am joined by the salesman of fun, Headbang Club, Travis Severance. Travis, how are you? And Travis has bounced out of the studio right off the bat. I don't know if he had a power outage or something like that, but let's give him a second to get back in. Uh, it is our 50th episode. Al is chiming in to to, uh, to mention that. Um, so happy 50th. While we wait for Travis to come back, uh, let me tell you about today's show. We have a whole lot to get through, so I do hope he comes back. Here he is. We're going to start the show with the ridiculously random non-wrestling audience needs to know you better question of the day. We are going to update everybody on the Elimination Chamber based on Raw from last night. We are going to talk through AEW the world title eliminator dynamite this week take a quick look at mlw and impact and there's a boatload of news so we really can't uh waste any time travis are you ready sort of i hope so <laughs> welcome back to the show thank you ring the bell and uh we'll get to that ridiculously random question Today's ridiculously random non-wrestling audience needs to know you better question of the day is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Pick'em, a place where you can join or host a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. And I want to mention to folks, if, you have, if you've been hearing me talk about Pro Wrestling Pick'em and you're not in there playing right now, I recommend everybody go in and play now. The season's going to restart basically at after wrestlemania so get your practice reps in now and then you'll be ready to go uh at the start of the season which is literally coming right up and travis your question today is what was your favorite kool-aid as a child and and i'm looking for not the flavor but the color because that's how we speak in kool-aid i think i'm a purple kool-aid guy um i enjoyed myself some purple kool-aid um it felt like when i was growing up like two colors were misrepresented like when it comes to like you know ice ice pops and things like that and it was blue and purple were like the sought after one so i i definitely a purple guy yeah and i have the, the irony of the join the dark order purple kool-aid business is not lost on mm. me with that answer. oh 100 100 percent um i liked the uh the pink lemonade actually oh, pink lemonade weird. also oh. a classic you know, so we are fully secure. You're purple. I'm pink. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to, <laughs> to talk some wrestling. Sounds good. All right. So let's start with Elimination Chamber. Um, we haven't said it yet, but um, I just fired off an email to my, my partner here, Joey Jarzenka, to help us schedule an Elimination Chamber post-show this weekend. So we're planning. Uh, Travis and I are planning to go to WrestleMania. And we did a Royal Rumble post-show, so we thought, let's try to hit these pay-per-views in the middle and do post-shows for them. But uh, in light of that, let's talk about our, our lineup. I'm ready. Uh, and we had some weird stuff on Raw that, that kind of changed things around. Uh, Drew McIntyre is still defending the WWE Championship at Elimination Chamber. He's going to defend against Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Sheamus, who will, by virtue of winning the gauntlet match last night, enter last. And now Kofi Kingston instead of The Miz. Yeah, I, and, and I'm not a Miz fan, so Kofi is an upgrade to me in that match. Um, you know, hopefully there's some kind of a story that comes out of that. Or I think, it, to, you know, to me, it signals that we're probably finally going to see the cash-in. Um, 
you know, I think we've only got maybe four four matches announced on the card right now and stuff. So maybe they'll fill out a little bit more of that for SmackDown. Um, you know, I, I'm okay with, I'm okay with Kofi. I think Kofi's a great wrestler. Um, you know, I think the only thing that about elimination chamber, that's a little strange to me is it's hard to find the story in the match. Like it feels like going into other elimination chamber matches. We had, you know, some more rivalry aside from, you know, Last night we went through the gauntlet match and a whole bunch of people wrestled each other. And these guys have all, you know, danced with each other within the last four or six months on the show. Um, but not a lot of heat outside of the Seamus Drew stuff specifically. I mean, Randy and Drew obviously have, you know, gone back and forth a billion times and stuff. But um, it'll be interesting to see how the how the actual match goes off. Yeah, the, the stories with at least on the raw side of things is sort of tangential to the chamber. So the chamber match is for the WWE Championship. Meanwhile, Randy Orton is really basically in a feud with The Fiend, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I should say he's in a feud with Alexa Bliss. Yep. Um, so we're probably going to have some intersection of that occur at Elimination Chamber. Yeah, he might get pulled through the pod or something like that, or we might see The Fiend pop up a la Shawn Michaels from a couple of years back from underneath the chamber itself. Like, I got to see that coming. Like, Yeah. And then you yeah. have the Kofi and Ali thing. Kofi you know, and Ali would be great. I'd I'd love to see it, man. I really wanted Retribution to come out after he got eliminated last night and beat on him and have like a real thing and and like really push this story and stuff and build and give me a fast lane something or other and then give me a nice Mania Kofi Ali match to showcase two really good wrestlers um, with some story behind it. Yeah, and I think I think this match will service that story in the sense that we may not hear anything from Ali until Monday, but. This is like, okay, Kofi's getting another opportunity, another one of the opportunities that should have been mine type of thing. So I think it's going to service the storyline in that way. So, um, again, sort of tangential to the chamber itself. Um, yeah, and I, 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 the, only, the only thing I think I would say about that is it would have been really nice if we had seen that set up even just a spot interview last night with Ali pissed already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. possibly, yeah. yeah. So another piece of weird business that occurred on raw last night is that tag match uh, Charlotte and Oscar versus Lacey and Peyton Lacey gets tagged in. She ditches and says, I'm pregnant. Ric Flair celebrates because I guess he's going to be a dad again. Um, now in real life, it has been confirmed by multiple sources that Lacey Evans is in fact pregnant. Uh, nobody has said on the news in any of the news sites that I've read that Ric Flair is in fact the father that would be weird. But if Lacey Evans is in fact pregnant, I one would have to assume they're going to have to rebook the match with Lacey versus Asuka on Sunday. So uh, as of yet, that has not been done. It's still featured on the Elimination Chamber show website. So we'll see what they do between now and then. Maybe Peyton Royce will get slid in there to, to take her spot. Yeah, I'm not sure how much time they had to work with or whatever, but they obviously put together this segment to say that that's what was going to happen in the no contest match and stuff. I would have liked a little bit more clarity as to what's going on as opposed to like, you know, I'm, I'm concerned that we're going to see, you know, Booker T and the gang are going to announce the change for that match just before. And it, 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 it'll, it'll be fine. I, I'm just like Asuka as the women's champion, it just does not feel like she's been respected or very revered during this run the last couple of weeks on the show. Now it's funny. It's double-edged sword, right? Because in the past we've said, where is my surprise in wrestling? Where is my surprise? Well, 
Rhea Ripley still hasn't been debuted. Maybe she's a surprise, you know, here, and maybe she gets inserted, and then you set off the chain to go with Charlotte Rhea too, or something like that. That's you know? my my best possible payoff would be Rhea taking that spot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I would forgive them for all of this Lacey Evans Flair story if yeah. Rhea Ripley versus Oscar was the payoff in elimination. Well, and listen, Mania, I would like to see Oscar Charlotte too. But I'll also take Rhea Charlotte or Rhea sure. Asuka. You know, any of that's you know. any combination would be great. So, you know, I will give them the benefit of the doubt, and hopefully on Sunday we'll be talking about something great that comes out of this. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, one more. So on the Raw side, we also have Lashley, Keith Lee, and uh, Riddle. They're going to be facing off for the United States Championship this Sunday, um, and we'll see what happens there. On the SmackDown side. We have basically two matches announced. You have the Elimination Chamber match, and then you have the winner of the Elimination Chamber facing Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship that night. In the Chamber, Jey Uso, Cesaro, Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan, King Corbin, and Sami Zayn. The nice thing about this is if the person that leaves the Chamber is not completely worn out and destroyed, all of those guys... Uh, Corbin, all of those guys except for Corbin, I think make a really interesting match with Roman Reigns. Sure, yeah, the Roman Corbin. I still can't get the dog food out of my head when I think of the two of those guys together. So, um, I would agree with that assessment. I think it'd be an interesting match. I mean, Sami Zayn is going to have to play the you know the the chicken shit heel basically if he's going to wrestle that match. But yeah, everybody else would make a great match. I'd I'd love to see Cesaro pop out of there as a surprise. Sure. And then we could do something with Brian and, and Roman later. And we still don't know what's happening with Edge, you know, Royal Rumble winner. So he's going to have to, you know, stake his claim at some point of who he's going to face, whether it's the winner of the the Raw Elimination Chamber match or if it's the, uh, you know, whoever walks out with the Universal Championship. So, you know, there could be implications there. I don't see any scenario where Roman loses the title, though. So I, I don't I don't see that happening either. Um, you know, it could I. I I, th- I guess my only hope is that it isn't one of these Jey Uso wins the chamber and just rolls over. In your point, poke a doom type of... Yeah, yeah I, that's the only thing. I don't think it's going to be that. Um, but we got a whole bunch of tag team belts that are flying all over the place and no matches for that le- yet to go. So they they have to fill out this card a little bit. Last year, they obviously had the... You know, they did the unique tag teams in the chamber. Yep, which was, was nice. which was kind of cool. Um, so it, it would be nice if we see, you know, some kind of announcement regarding some more matches. Hopefully that comes up. You know, hopefully we see a little bit of that more more of that fleshed out on on Friday with SmackDown. I don't, and, I, and honestly, I don't know if we will. Um, this Takeover show we just watched was two and a half hours, uh, which I didn't mind. A short show like that, it was, that was fine. Um, the WWE shows even recently have Royal Rumble. I think was only like four or five matches because um, these. These elimination chamber matches take a while if they go five minutes between pod release. So, yeah, maybe we won't see another match uh, except for the Lacey substitute. Sure, I guess that's yeah. I guess it's possible we could go into it four matches and then maybe if there's a you know if Miz cashes in that would be our fifth. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's move on from Elimination Chamber. That's this weekend again. Um, I think we're going to do a post show on Sunday as long yeah, as post show sounds great. We had a lot of fun with with everybody last last time when we did that, so it should be a good time. Absolutely. So on the AEW side of the house, yesterday started the Women's World Title Eliminator Tournament from Japan, 
We had four first round matches. Um, actually, all, all the people who advanced were people that we've seen in AEW before. Some of them, it's been a long time since we've seen them. But um, again, all of them are, for, are, are AEW talents that we are aware of. Yuka Sakazaki, Emi Sakura, Ryo Mizunami, and Aja Kong advance. And we saw some interesting per personalities. I think Maki Ito kind of was like, came out singing and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, she's going to advance for sure. Um, so I think. Yeah, so the, the, you know, the, the disappointment for the marks across the world was Maki Ito getting knocked out. She's very popular um, to that crowd. And, and I agree she would be somebody that's super compelling. Um, going into it, if you've never seen Joshi style wrestling and you've never experienced Japanese female wrestlers, it is going to be a presentation that you're not familiar with. It doesn't feel like American wrestling style. Japanese wrestling on the women's side is as much about the theater and the dance and the orchestration and the choreography as it is anything else. They go above and beyond with their costumes and their entrances and stuff like that and their facial expressions. And they, they do their best to try to make each other as unique as possible. So if you're not familiar with going into it, it's kind of like watching your first luchador triple A tag match where it's like the Wild West. It just doesn't feel like it's the same sport. But man, if you sit back and you just watch it and you take it in from the perspective of this is a different presentation and you see some of the moves that some of these gals do, they're crazy. Like, I don't know how some of the guys haven't adopted some of these things and it's and it's super interesting, but there's, you know, there's definitely a lot more theater to it. There's a lot, there's a lot of athleticism and I think they did a really good job, at least for this first round pairing up dance partners. Yes. Like the styles work together with each other. They did a really good job. And I mean, we have... You know, there's significant size difference between the, the women that were working this match when when we end up getting back down to whoever the finals ends up being. Yeah, and one thing I will say for AEW's women's division, if they had these wrestlers all this all this time, I don't think they would have been getting the uh, criticism that they've been getting. These eight women put on a good show with no audience, no crowd, very small room. Uh, but it was high energy and fun the whole time. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. You know, we're coming in from our from our American perspective, and we haven't watched any of the presentation or the programming that any of these gals are on. Then you're just unfamiliar with, you know, some of the small stuff. Like Maki Ito had her crowd of fans around the outside of the ring, and you actually felt the, the, the cheering and the screaming, and that was kind of part of her deal. So if you're just unfamiliar with the small nuances of it and you just watch it as it is, then it's not going to look like anything you've ever seen, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Right. Um, right. It is It is hard to try to blend that style in from time to time. And we see the same thing when the Japanese wrestlers come over and they try to blend their style in with the American wrestling. It's completely different. So it takes a little bit of a couple of reps to figure out how to mix this kind of oil and water at times. And I, so I mentioned Yuka Sakazaki got a win here. She's advancing. She last year around February timeframe, she was starting to get a couple of matches on Dynamite and and dark and i think even on in fact i know on AEW revolution she was at least on the pre-show uh, and she has a win currently over Britt baker mm -hmm. uh, she advances she'll be facing emmy sakura in the second round emmy is sort of a, a hardened veteran emmy is like the serena deeb to yes. japanese Good. women's wrestlers Good. she's she's trained many of them yep good analogy and then yeah. rio muzanami is like a she she was She's also awesome. way back double or nothing. She was on that that show in a six person tag, and she's facing Aja Kong in the second second round. Um, 
I think that's matched up pretty well. Her ability to find the live camera and emote is better than most of the guys that I see wrestling. She's just very, very good about that. Um, but yeah, I think that match should be should be a lot of fun this next round for sure. So we don't know if that's going to be uh, on YouTube next week or what they're doing, but um, we basically have two matches left on the Japanese side of the bracket before we have to worry about the finals. Yep. So. Okay, and then to preview Dynamite this week, uh, sticking with the tournament, the return of Riho, she's facing Serena Deeb, who you just mentioned, in an opening round of the Eliminator Tournament. And this is kind of hard to call. I like the idea of Rio coming through and winning here, and then that sets up, you know, she can lose later on in the tournament, but it sets up a Rio-Serena Deeb title match. A lot of a good opportunity here. So. Yeah, I mean, both of these women can can wrestle, obviously. Rio, you know, the first AEW Women's Champion, and Serena Deeb, just a veteran in the ring and stuff. We are going to see that size difference that I was talking about. Rio is about 11 pounds, and Serena Deeb is a pretty imposing uh, woman as far as wrestling goes but it should it should be a good match i think both of them you know can uh, Riho obviously can wrestle up she's very small and serena deep can wrestle down so it should be interesting it is it isn't this one isn't as obvious i felt like i i was pretty comfortable looking at the japanese four and I, maki ito was the only one that i got wrong because i thought they would go in that direction but it didn't me surprise too. me because of the previous work that rio or that ryu had done before so um this one is a tough one. This is a coin toss for me. Yeah. So Sting's going to be calling out Team Taz here. Again, build for AEW Revolution. Likely to um, get interrupted. We'll see. Uh, yeah. In, in our still, is, is Darby still being dragged behind that truck? Hopefully we find out. Well, hopefully they bring him back to Dynamite. <laughs> if that's the case. We have an eight-man tag. Uh, Matt Hardy and friends. Matt Hardy, Private Party, and Hangman Page versus TH2 and Chaos Project. Um, you know what? This might be a fun match, but I think it's pretty clear that uh, Hardy Party is going to win. So yeah, the newly signed Hangman, or was did Hangman newly sign Matt Hardy? We'll see. Yeah, I'm hoping that Luther picks up Jack Evans and uses him as a weapon. <laughs> that, could be fun. So. that would be great. FTR versus Matt and Mike Seidel. So the debut of Mike Seidel on on Dynamite this week, probably an FTR. Uh, FTR win here. Yeah, I would say they're really trying to get Matt Seidel over, um, who's you know was is a fine wrestler, um, but I've I've never seen Mike in action, so this will be interesting. Yep. Announced after Dynamite went off the air last week is John Moxley, Ray Phoenix, and Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston, Butcher, and the Blade. That Moxley side of the house is just like plug a guy in, plug a guy out. You know, we'll we'll see who. <laughs> we can get but yeah they're um, like can we grab every lone wolf we have and throw them in and like you know phoenix has been without uh penta and uh pock for a little bit and uh that's a that is a an interesting threesome and you know kingston obviously has beef with all those guys so from that perspective it was kingston that called tk for the match so i can see why he would want an opportunity to beat on all three of those guys how that team ends up going i don't know i was wrong last week i thought the three on the moxley side performed pretty well together and i don't think we saw any miscues from them so maybe we'll see a little bit more of that i don't know it's 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 nice to see archer hopefully archer comes out and he wrestles the way that he did last week because that was a lance archer that i wanted to see from the time they signed him and, and phoenix saying, if they keep putting ray phoenix in the main event and giving him that spotlight um it won't be long and people are going to be all over him and 
wearing the Phoenix gear and stuff like that. Yeah, so. if you haven't had a chance to see him, he's such a treat. Like he's just absurdly good. And the so the final match that I that I've been kind of working around here, the inner circle is you know somewhat in disarray. Sammy Guevara has left. Jericho and MJF are getting a tag title match against I think the Young Bucks at AEW Revolution, but the Young Bucks have challenged Santana and Ortiz to a championship match on Dynamite this week. So uh, it could be that we see Santana and Ortiz versus MJF and Chris Jericho. I don't think so, but... Well, it's yeah. interesting, right? We the Did the Bucks really challenge Santana Ortiz, or did the Good Brothers really have the Bucks yeah. challenge Santana Ortiz? You know, so... Uh, I think it was the invisible hand. If yeah, right. ex- 100%, <laughs> without a doubt. Um it would be it would be an interesting swerve to see Santana Ortiz go over here on the Bucks. Um, it certainly gives them the ability to not have the Bucks Good Brothers match that I think we're working towards not be for the AEW, not be title versus title kind of match. Yeah. Because um, I think based on the way that they're telling the story, I think the Bucks are kind of kind of eventually get fed up with how they're being treated by the other side of the house there. Um, but who knows? I mean, the Bucks have been kind of gray more than anything the last, you know, six months or so. So, either way, it, it, I, I'm thrilled to see Santana Ortiz in a, in a legitimate tag team match. It has been a long time, and those two are another ones when they were signed and they were brought over. I'm like, this is going to be great. And yeah. you know, with the pandemic and all that other stuff, we haven't gotten to see them in, you know, tag team regular old tag team match in a long time, and they're really, really good. So. Yeah, and I, I think it's it would be really interesting to me to see Santana Ortiz win here, take these titles, that you have your Santana Ortiz-Jericho MJF match at Revolution. We're about three to four weeks away from Revolution now, so we need to fill out the rest of that card. And Good Brothers versus Bucks on the undercard, that is that sounds good. Yeah, I'll take that all day. Absolutely. Um, I don't usually I don't usually pump up the dark AEW dark matches on on this show but if there's something interesting i'd like to bring it up so uh john moxley versus john cruz is tonight um john cruz is serpentico but that's his maskless persona <laughs> so, um, renee michelle who is drake maverick's wife um in in life and storyline she will be facing shanna tonight so renee michelle was on the uh the AEW Women's Tag Team Tournament. Mm-hmm. So she makes a, a return to AEW here tonight. Eddie Kingston will also be on Dark this week. He's facing Aaron Solo. And then Butcher and the Blade, they have Jake St. Patrick and Sage Scott. So again, Jake St. Patrick's one of these uh, South Florida guys that I've been following. So uh, he hopefully, is going to get hopefully Jake, <laughs> hopefully Jake lasts longer than he did against Brian Cage because that oh, was, a, was a real, real beatdown. <laughs> And how, yeah, that's true. The poor guy's been fed to the Lions. Ugh. Yeah, I guess they're testing to see if he can work against the biggest guys in AEW. Yeah, here, take on these juggernauts and make sure you can take bumps, kid. Yeah. All right. So on the uh, AEW Dynamite and NXT pre-show of Major League Wrestling this week, uh, we have a bunch of stuff lined up, including uh, Rocky Romero. He is going to be facing Gringo Loco. Uh, and TJP has a one-on-one interview with Alicia too. But the reason I kind of bring those up together is the fact that we are seeing all over the non-WWE wrestling landscape of these companies that are working together and sharing talent and stuff. So Rocky Romero is a new Japan guy. Mm-hmm. Like there is not a more new Japan guy than Rocky Romero. And he's working on major league wrestling this week. 
Yeah, Rocky has been all over all of New Japan. He's done strong stuff. He's on commentary a lot. He's done tag team stuff. Um, he's he's a pillar there. So to have him on this show is is super interesting. And if you haven't gotten a chance to watch Gringo Loco, he is like a masked uh, Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens. Good at, good at um, he he wrestles a similar style. He's a bigger guy like that. He looks like, you know, some guy you just bump into um, walking down the street. This just looks like a normal normal guy, but his performance in the ring is very very similar to Kevin Owens. Um, and Rocky kind of wrestles a, a, a medium style as well. So that should be, it's an interesting match for sure. Um, seeing New Japan on MLW. <laughs> Man, they're all over the place. So apparently, the new direction is we're gonna, you know, kind of play this game of risk, and we're gonna put our we're gonna put our pieces on everything that's got a TV deal as that we can. So smart move by them. Yeah, and if, if all these relationships are working, then I think it's it you know it's great. And if they get some talent exchange for their U.S. show, happy um, days. Great. Yeah, I don't know what an Azteca Jungle fight is, but we're gonna see Mil Muertes versus Savio Vega in an Azteca jungle fight this week. So, yeah, I mean, MLW likes to call it like we had the Bakley brawl two weeks ago. They just, and this is not uncommon. This is the thing to do now. Just come up with these crazy names for matches. So I don't know if Savio Vega and Mil Muertes are doing this through a, a jungle. They've got machetes. We'll see. Like it certainly doesn't sound like it's a match that's inside the ring. So it'll be interesting yeah. what the setting of this thing looks like. And Mil Muertes is great. And Savio Vega is Savio Vega. And sort of here's so the so the what I think is the main event of the show, uh, which hasn't got the, probably the press that it deserves, is low key versus King Mo. Um, now King Mo, you know he's known for outside of outside of pro wrestling for you know as a legitimate fighter, but um, and low key, long long mainstay of the wrestling scene, a major league wrestling guy for a long time, Ring of Honor before that, and Impact and everything. So. Um, King Mo probably isn't the most skilled wrestler and it's probably going to be somewhat of a, a small, a shorter match. So maybe that's why it's not being, uh, you know, pumped up so much, but it's at least should have garnered some outside interest, I think. Yeah. So the last time these two went at it, King Mo destroyed Loki and Loki is known as a tough, stiff wrestler. Um, and King Mo just really took it to him. Um, <laughs> not quite King Mabel. There's a different shape to, to King Mo. Um, and he kind of left low key lying. So a couple of weeks ago we had King Mo give a promo that basically said, Hey court, you might as well take Loki off the roster page. He's done. Yeah. He's, I think he's still in a coma after this month, months of this beat down. So um, I think we're going to see a, a different low key. Not that he's not that he's very expressive outside of angry all the time, but um, it should be a good match. Yeah. That was last February in uh, Philadelphia, and I was there for that. Nice. Uh, it was a quick short match, but yeah. Yep, yep. Okay, so that's uh, Major League Wrestling. Tuesdays are full, um, so I want to go back to Tuesday. We have some some a new show on the in the world of Impact that's debuting tonight at 7 o'clock. So now starting at 7 o'clock, you've got CCW Alive, AEW Dark, and something called Before the Impact – which is starting tonight on Access TV. We're going to have Taurus and Crazy Steve versus Triple XL on that show. So, which is an interesting. That's it. It'll be. I'll be interested to see how they how they kind of line that up. I know before that, 
they used to run old pay-per-views, then they do the, the impact show and then they do another pay-per-view that had some sort of relevance to the one that they ran before. Um, I am excited about the possibility of us seeing black Taurus and crazy Steve versus Jurassic express. That sounds fun. So yeah. if the horns grow back on the, on the, <laughs> the Luchasaurus versus the black Taurus, I think we could see that happening for sure. Um, and crazy Steve and, and jungle boy would be great. So hopefully that's a tag team match that we'll get to see in the future. Well, as we say, put out in the ether. So now it's, it's up to the promoters to do. There you go. TK, yeah. I know you're listening. Make it happen. We're not looking for royalties or you nope. know, any, any creative, you know, nope. kickbacks, but that's it. Uh, Josh Alexander, he got his win this past weekend and he will be facing TJP for the X division championship tonight. Um, so that should be a good match. I don't know if it's going to be the end of TJP's reign and they're going to push Josh as a single guy. Uh, I think we have to wait and see, but it's interesting. They could yeah. do it. I mean, Josh is a fine wrestler. I think he was, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how a singles run goes. I think I'd, I'd love the North as a tag team. I think that's a meat and potatoes tag team. And when I'm saying that, I'm talking about guys like FTR. Um, they just, you know, some, some wrestlers are tag team wrestlers. So I'm interested to see how Alexander does through this. And uh, I'm not sure if we'll see a title change or not. I mean, we had two pay-per-views last weekend with no title changes whatsoever. Um, and you could say the same about the two, the, the four opportunities for new Japan as well. So we didn't have any, nobody walked away with anything new. So, um, if they decide to change it on TV, then, then that'll be interesting. Um, that Josh Alexander would be somebody that it would certainly give him a big push in his singles if they did decide to do that. So, yes. And, uh, the other, the other match they have tonight is Willie Mack versus Davari versus Trey Miguel versus suicide. But the main thing that's happening tonight that I think is the most interesting, we've talked about companies working together. Jude Robinson, David Finley will be in the impact zone tonight. Yeah, which that's that's exciting. So, you know, impact doesn't always draw me in all the time. I've watched a lot more impact now recently than I had in the past. AEW has been a big part of that. And if you're not familiar with Juice Robinson, he had a run in that's not a bad comparison. Juice Robinson actually had a run in NXT as CJ Parker. You might've remembered him with the kind of long hair. Um, he was in NXT. His last match there was the 29th of March, 2015. And he's been a staple new Japan wrestler since September of that year. Um, he's done a handful of ROH shows. David Finley's done a handful of ROH shows as well. Um, but juice is a great wrestler and David Finley can really go. Um, so having the two of those guys there to wrestle on the show is, is a big gap. Um, yeah. they're great. Yeah. David, David Finley, the son of son of fit. Um, I, I'm going to call back to that, uh, that comment that I put up about, uh, Josh Alexander from, from Al Carl, who's sitting backstage, uh, impacts version of big E new champ tonight, calling for a new champ on impact wrestling tonight. Well, we didn't see it. Like you said, on the shows this weekend, uh, maybe, we see a bunch of titles change this week. Yeah. So that could be the first one. All right. So we have a pile of news. I know we're in overtime already, so that's typical for us. So let's get into the news so that we can get out of here at a reasonable time. (laughs) 
The news is brought to you by the free Body Slam Brigade newsletter. Each week, I compile the week's top wrestling stories, put them all in a quick-to-read email that's divided up by company. Nearly 4,000 people are getting this free newsletter each week. And in addition to the top stories, the newsletter keeps you up to date on everything we're doing. It's the best way to make sure you don't miss a thing. The issue comes out every Friday at 11 a.m. or noon, and it's free. Sign up now at bodyslambrigade.com. Okay, news, lots of it. Ring of Honor has announced their 19th anniversary pay-per-view. It's going to take place on March 26th. We don't have any matches yet. Uh, it'll be the first pay-per-view since Final Battle in December. And then New Japan Pro Wrestling has announced the cards for their next big shows, Castle Attack Night 1 and Night 2. Night 1 is highlighted by five singles matches, Yoshihashi versus Tonga Loa, Hiroki Goto versus Tama Tonga, Toru Yanu versus Chase Owens in a KOPW Interim Championship match. We don't know the stipulation yet. Voting should open soon. Tomohiro Ishii versus Jay White, and Kazuchika Okada versus Evil. So... Five singles matches. Only one of them has a title, even remotely close to it. But um, they set some of the 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 Yoshihashi Goto and God matches. They set up the tag team title match will be on the next night. So yeah, there's a lot of titles on the next night. It's it's heavy. It's I think one, two, three. We got four four title matches on the next night. This day one is just grudge matches that have been bubbling up for the last couple of months. The road to all of these singles matches are where people have taken a pot shot and you're finally going to get the payoff in a non eight man tag match or anything like that. So it should be a nice, it's rare that we see this from new Japan, just single, 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 singles, but it should be a nice lead into day two, which is the big day. Yeah, that Ishii J. White, we've been waiting a year basically now. I mean, they made it feel like a year. Really, it's been since January 5th or so, but right. um, it's it's they've they've talked about how they their rival really started back in G1 time. So it's been a yep. lot. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned four title matches, highlight night two. Yoshihashi and Goto versus G.O.D. for the IWGP heavyweight tag championships. Tanahashi will be defending the never open weight championship against the great Okan. So empire has an opportunity to get some gold chance. Hiromu Takahashi defends the junior championship against ELP who you're sporting the shirt today. So make sure you wash it. Cause you're going to want to wear that. I'm going to um, need it. I'm going to need it when later. that show goes off for sure. And then Kota Ibushi versus Tetsuya Naito for the, intercontinental championship only not the double championships yeah big show joe hall and osaka is a big arena and stuff like that this should be a lot of fun two days of good wrestling yep and that's later this month so it's not relevant yeah we got a couple of weeks towards the end of the month i think the 27th and 28th or 26th and 27th somewhere in there yeah we have a million tag matches to get there there's a lot yeah the road to get to castle attack is you know paved in multi-man matches (laughs) yes all right so Additional news, we have three WWE signings to talk about. Longest reigning Knockouts champion Taya Valkyrie signs with NXT. Former Impact World champion Eli Drake signs with NXT. Changes his name immediately to LA Knight. And former Evolve star Harlem Bravado also signs with NXT. Uh, I'm not as familiar with him. and And my notes even say that he sings with NXT instead of signs, but... I believe he is actually going to be wrestling for them. So. If he sings too, he's taking a book, taking a page out of Maki Ito's book, and, and I'm all for it, or Tai Chi. Yeah, or uh, Aiden English. 
in so, English as well. <laughs> we have a history, but um, to me, the most interesting one is Taya Valkyrie. I was surprised that it's NXT. I thought she could have AJ Styles things and gone straight to the main roster, but uh, it's not the way. It's not the way WWE does things typically. So I would have loved to see Taya in the Elimination Chamber against Asuka right out of the gates. Let's hot start. Let's let's do. There's a handful of people now that have gone through NXT where I was like, man, I'm not sure if they had to start their career there. And then there's a bunch of people that skipped the line, and I'm like, kind of surprised that they got to skip the line, like Dominic Mysterio. Um, so yeah, it'll it she's she's phenomenal. If you haven't had a chance to to see her, she's she's very good. That's a that's a big gut. And Eli Drake, um, who is now LA Knight, he is a guy who you know he's he's going to be in great shape. He's a fine wrestler, but it's his mouth. He is a great great talker, and as good a talker as he is in front of the camera, it's his mouth that's gotten him in trouble in the past, and probably why he didn't have a longer term WWE run. So. Um, good for him though to get this, and hopefully he makes makes away with it, and it's a it's a great uh, start for him. He was one of the big guys that court uh, that they were building the NWA around. Billy Corgan was building NWA around, um, and he basically picked guys that could talk Billy. with good re- with good reason. I mean, if if nothing else, NWA with that studio style there's so many people that had great mic work that have come eddie kingston you know ricky starks just great mic work and i'll tell you if there's anything that nxt is missing it's not the bell to bell it's the promo stuff yeah so yeah they need somebody with a mouth that can actually talk and eli drake is in great shape he can wrestle any style you want and he'll be good on the microphone too so that's a good re-signing yes also on TV tonight, Young Rock debuts. So I think if you are a wrestler working in the wrestling industry or doing news or what I'm doing, trying to do what I'm doing, you can start your day at 7 p.m. tonight, 6 p.m. with the Essential Wrestling Podcast. And you can watch or listen to wrestling content basically until morning. So Young Rock, it's a half-hour sitcom. John DeConey and I will be talking about it on tomorrow's show. Uh, should be fun. Hopefully, it's hopefully it's fun. Um, you know, I'll watch anything The Rock's on. I guess so. Hopefully, it does better than the Go Big Show. Hopefully, although I like that too. <laughs> Progress Wrestling makes a return this weekend, 3 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. This is Chapter 104 and the first ever event of the pandemic era. It is the Natural Progression Show. It will, of course, air on Demand Progress, but also on the WWE Network. Cara Noir defends the Progress World Championship against Dan Maloney. Um, I have Gary Maheffi from uh, from the Essential Wrestling Podcast. He'll be on the show later this week, and we have a special guest that day, so I don't know if we'll get a chance to talk about Progress, but... I hope so. At some point, Gary and I can can have a conversation about this. This is fun. Gary's a big signing, so yeah. he's certainly going to help out with the progress wrestling. He brings a whole new demographic to the to the channel and stuff like that. So it's good to have him as part of the lineup for sure. Yes, uh, I've watched. I have watched probably the first ten chapters, maybe even more of progress, but I'm a little deficient on the last ninety five chapters. So I need some help from Gary. Well, he would certainly be the person to, t- to turn to for sure. Yeah, he's I'll like the Chris there. Carlton of New Japan wrestling, but for the UK stuff, for us Americans that are uninformed, for sure. 
I'll announce our special guest uh, tomorrow. Sammy Guevara was supposed to appear on Impact and be a part of the last set of tapings. Apparently there's some drama between Sammy and the ideas. Things fell apart. He's not there. There's rumors of him having heat with Tony Khan now. Whatever. That's, you know, part of it's rumor, part of it's news. Well, I guess the news part is he was supposed to be there and, and he's not. So after that, it's up to you to decide. Yeah. Okay. In the world of Florida wrestling, I'm going to skip the bumper because we've got so much to talk about, but the South American Alliance faces Carlito and Eddie Colon for the CCW Tag Team Championships on CCW Live tonight on YouTube at 7 p.m. If you haven't already got a full lineup for tonight, this was fun. I was there. I posted a picture on Facebook. The Carlito spit on me. Um, so this is the this is the match that I that I saw him at. So uh, it was before the Royal. He made his debut back at the Royal Rumble. Uh, fun show. If you want to see what CCW is a lot, uh, CCW is about. So we have a lot of these guys that have come on including Ariel Levy yesterday. Go watch that interview with Ariel Levy uh, from yesterday. He's going to be in this match against Carlio and Eddie Colon. So nice. that's on tonight. Uh, WrestleCon is making a, a kind of a smaller con this year for WrestleMania weekend. So far, they've announced Ted DiBiase, Lex Luger, Sergeant Slaughter, and Ron Simmons for the Scaled Down Convention. That'll be the Westin in uh, Tampa. Seen most of those guys before. I was actually in a ring with Ted DiBiase at one point. I saw Sergeant Slaughter live as well. And the other two were both at StarCast. So Ron Simmons' interview at StarCast was great. It was kind of like a precursor to the good APA Untold that was on this week on WWE Network. Very good. The uh, GCW announced and began selling tickets for The Collective 2021. WrestleMania weekend, April 8th through the 10th. It's probably a good time for us to mention that Travis and I will be attending the collective events, at least most of them. There are, they are actually competing with WrestleMania Night 1, so we may miss that one. But Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 6, Joey Janela's Spring Break 5, uh, and 10 other shows. So Effie's Big Gay Brunch, just a bunch of stuff to go see, so it's going to be fun. Every wrestler in the world will be in Florida that isn't in Japan. So Yeah, exactly. All right. All that aside, we got to do trivia. Are you ready? <laughs> you know I am. All right. So last time I gave you a recent elimination chamber, and you're like, "Oh, I started at the beginning." This is the second ever elimination chamber match. Did you okay. watch number two? Okay. We'll, we'll see. The second elimination chamber took place at this annual WWE event. Was it A. Survivor Series, B. Royal Rumble, C. WrestleMania, or D. SummerSlam? Royal Rumble. It was SummerSlam. Perfect. Yep. yep. There's five questions, though, and if a simple majority... I've got, I've got four more to get wrong. Yes. Okay. So you're 0, 0 for 1. I should mention... It was SummerSlam? It was SummerSlam, yeah. 03. SummerSlam 03. 03. Okay. And uh, you were in the lead until John John way, and John Smith came around. And, way ahead of Al Carl. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So this championship was on the line in the second Elimination Chamber match. Was it A, the WWE Championship, B, the Universal Championship, C, the World Heavyweight Championship, or D, the Intercontinental Championship? A. Nope. It was the World Heavyweight Championship. <laughs> the, was that B? C. It was C. Oh. World Heavyweight Championship. Okay. The defending World Heavyweight Champion was... 
A, Triple H, B, Bill Goldberg, C, Kurt Angle, or D, Brock Lesnar? Triple H. It was Triple H. Okay, one for three. Run the table. You'll get a you'll get a uh, Oscar award here. Okay, the six men in the Elimination Chamber were Triple H, Bill Goldberg, Shawn Michaels, Randy Orton, Chris Jericho, and this man. Was it A, Eddie Guerrero, B, The Undertaker, C, Kane, or D, Kevin Nash? Kane? Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash. He was also Nash. the first out. Yeah. He made it in the Elimination Chamber. That's surprising to me. I love Kevin, but I didn't realize he was in an Elimination Chamber. Good for him. Yeah, he came back and didn't last. First, first out, sure. I'm not surprised. He's, his knees are bad. So Triple H won the match. He last eliminated this man to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. Was it A, Randy, B, Bill Goldberg, C, Kevin Nash, D, Shawn Michaels, or E, Chris Jericho? Let's say Chris Jericho. It was Bill Goldberg. Right. So, you know, hey, you got one today. You got one today. So, uh, all right. So just, we're just going to continue to add to my total. I'm starting to wonder if that's actually what you're going for is the full, full on Hawkins gimmick. I'm actually playing golf, <laughs> and everybody else is playing basketball. So, it's okay. Well, before we get out of here, check out the new Chair Shot t shirt. Uh, the chair shot is our featured shirt this month at $20. The shirt not only features a steel chair, but it's also a steel of a deal. It already comes in the super soft style. No upcharge for that. All sizes are the same price. No upcharge for sizes above 2X. And you can get it in a bunch of different colors. I wrote a bare bones story to go with these characters that you can get for free at minutesdeveloptime.com. The shirts are better than the story. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> join join Joey Jarzanka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the Primetime Rundown. We take you through the world of sports, and our show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And this week, we have episode number 41 of the Essential Wrestling Podcast returning. Al Carl will be hosting. John Smith will be there. I will be there. John DeCani will be there and Gary Mahaffey for another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. tonight, Tuesday, on the Eastern Observer. So again, Tuesdays are your jam-packed day. Our show, the Daily Wrestling News Show, returns tomorrow with John DeCani. We will be definitely discussing Young Rock and how that show debuts tonight, along with Impact and whatever else we can fit in before the, uh, before the bell tomorrow. Travis, thanks. It was a fun show today. Lots of did, yeah. And the, the the only thing that I wanted to mention too, because I don't think anybody else will, will mention it um, throughout the week, is New Japan Strong this week uh, looks pretty good. It's ten o'clock on Friday night. The main event is Leo Rush, your double belt champion right now against ELP. So that should be a really good match. If you got some time at ten o'clock on friday night feel free to pop on and take a look at that the rest of that card is stacked too you've got you know ray horace in there and the gang so uh new japan strong 10 p.m friday nights and you're going to want to incorporate that into your routine each week anyway because moxley versus kenta is coming 26 get ready but if leo rush gets a win over elp um and elp gets a win over hiromu takahashi leo rush could be going for three belts yeah, I mean, that's a lot. He's, he's ahead of Kenny at that point, so Kenny's got some work to do. Right. Well, I will say I happen to know that 
Maryland Championship Wrestling's Rage TV champion is Leo Rush. That's true. That's true. I forgot about that. Who would for, you forget about MCW during the, the shutdown? So that's right. There it is. Yep. They had a, a tribute show when they lost the Bruiser, and Leo Rush won the championship on that tribute show. So nice. All right. That is our show. Thank you so much for watching. Hope you enjoyed. We will see you tomorrow. Uh, but don't forget to watch all that stuff we mentioned tonight, including the Essential Wrestling Podcast, which kicks off at 6 p.m. I'll be hackling as normal. Thank you. <laughs> All right. See you, bye.